would you support America going to war with China if the alternative was no more cars, no more cell phones, no more anything with technology? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So I've been watching some videos on YouTube about China. Figured I'd say what I've learned a little bit, make it stick in my own head better. So one video was kind of talking about how General Xi, he's the guy who's in charge in charge right now, uh, is not a good guy. And they go over the history of China, and basically what it was is there was a, a revolution with Chairman Mao, you probably heard of that. And he was a communist, and he won, and then what he created was the People's Republic of China, P-R-O-C, and then the people he was fighting was kind of like the dynasty, you know, the centuries-old dynasty people, and they split off and became the ROC, the Republic of China, and they went and lived on Taiwan after they lost. And so to this day, those countries have never signed a treaty or a truce or whatever, so there's still, there's still a civil war going on, officially anyways, uh, in China, and has been going on for, I don't know, 50, 70 years. So Chairman Mao, I think, you know, he's famous for, I mean, at least to me, when I think of him, He's the guy who turned communist Chinist and China communist and took over the whole place. And he also he also had some stupid communist ideas that killed, I don't know what it was, like almost 50 million people starved to death, which is like more than any other Stalin, whoever. Like no one ha- no one killed more people than Chairman Mao. And of course he killed his own people. And then after him was a guy named Deng Xiaoping and I think he was whatever. He didn't think starving people to death was a good idea, and so he kind of started capitalism. You know, I mean, they don't call it exactly capitalism. I forget what they call it, but, you know, you you could start your own little business. You could, whatever, you could get this job or quit that job and go to another job. So he kind of started that stuff. And then after him, and he was in there a long time, and then after him was a guy named Zhang, which I don't even remember him. But anyways, he was the guy who really really did the capitalism stuff. So, you know, when you think of now of China as a superpower when it comes to money, it happened under Zhang. And then maybe like 10 years ago, this Xi guy took over. And at least according to the video I was watching, like Xi is more like Mao. So you had Mao, who just super communist, killed all his enemies. Then you had a couple guys who were like, you know what, maybe, uh, you know, maybe we should do a little bit of capitalism and lift people out of poverty. And now you got this guy, he's like, Chairman Mao, kill all your enemies, but, I mean, I'm sure he enjoys being rich as hell, too. And kind of the point of this video I was watching, it was going through the history, is that there's this COVID lockdown going on in the city of Shanghai, which is like, you know, 25 million people, it's bigger than any city in America. And Shanghai, I knew this before, but Shanghai is like the Paris of China. I mean, Hong Kong is special because the British had it for a long time. But Shanghai was always the best one. Like, Beijing is the Washington, D.C. of China. And then Shanghai is like the San Francisco or the New York. It's like the fancy, highfalutin, rich people, you know, wearing uh, designer clothing and driving fancy cars and whatever. I guess, basically, Shanghai has always been kind of separate from the rest of China. And they're more Western. Like, they they just act more Western. I think they conduct more business with Western places, just they've always been more Western, and the rest of China is more, you know, whatever, whatever the version of redneck is for China. 
And so General Xi has Shanghai down on a crazy COVID lockdown. There's like videos of like people having like their doors welded shut so they can't leave and people like skyscrapers or whatever, giant apart giant apartment complexes with people like going to their balconies and screaming. And I think people starving also. And so I have no idea on the truthfulness of this, but well, I mean this guy gave he gave various reasons why they might be doing this terrible lockdown to Shanghai. And one of them was just they messed up. The other one might be, you know, they started this lockdown idea a couple years ago. And once in China, you start something, you don't stop because you lose what's called face. And the third one is that because Shanghai just isn't like the rest of China, it's also where Zhang, I don't even know how to say it, J-I-A-N-G, Jang came from, so the guy, the previous guy, came from Jang, and all his buddies are the ones who are in power in Shanghai, and so General Xi is like, screw you guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, whatever, I'm gonna F up your whole city, and so, you know, who knows the truth on that last part, but anyways, there's some Chinese information for you, and the second video I was watching is talking about would China invade Taiwan, like, basically because, like, Russia is to Ukraine kind of like China is to Taiwan. I mean, China is actually much more tied together with uh, Taiwan. I think they all speak the exact same language. But anyways, it's you know, no one thought Russia would, would do what they did, and no one thinks China will do what they might do to Taiwan, but it would be a similar thing. Like, all bets are off after what Russia did. And China and Russia are like best buddies currently. And so like I said, uh, I think it's about 70 years ago. So about 70 years ago, the end of the uh, communist revolution in China happened, and all the people in power left China and moved to the little island of Taiwan, which is just like right off the coast. I think maybe 20 miles off the coast of China. Actually, that's not right. It's like 100 miles or 150 miles. But in any case, America is friends with Taiwan. Uh, you know, we never liked communists. You know, from the from the day a communist was born till the day a communist died, America never liked a communist. And so America is good friends with Taiwan. And so the countries that are on this, uh, you know, so China has a big uh, coastline. And basically along their coastline, it goes like Japan, Taiwan, Philippines, and then some other crap that I forget. Borneo, whatever the hell that is, Sumatra. But so I think, I think America is not putting naval bases or whatever in Borneo and Sumatra, and it, it, it's farther away from China, so they, just forget about them. But basically, what America has done is they put, like, military bases all along China's coastline. Like, Japan is full of naval, naval bases, um, Philippines is full of naval bases, and I think Taiwan, I don't think we have naval bases in Taiwan, but we sell them weapons. So, like, Taiwan has an air force that has absolutely the latest, greatest jet fighters from America. You know, everything they got is top of the line from America. And, you know, for the last 70 years, China has said, oh, Taiwan is part of China. And if any, any country says that, if any country recognizes Taiwan as a separate country, then China will not talk to them. And, of course, everyone wants the cheap Chinese crap you buy at Walmart. So, like, whatever. Basically, even America has never officially recognized Taiwan. Although Biden had a senior moment recently, and he was like, oh yeah, if they attack Taiwan, we're going to go to war with them. 
which is something that American presidents are supposed to not say. Like, China's supposed to think that we will go to war with them if they do that, but you're not supposed to ever say it. But, you know, senior moments. I mean, I ain't that old, and I got senior moments. So the interesting thing is chips. I'll talk about chips here in a second. But so, Taiwan is this big island that's off the coast of China, but Taiwan owns a bunch of little islands that are even closer to China. Like, they got one that is six miles off the coast of China and has like 150,000 people living there. So, you know, they got some sort of city island just right off the coast of China. You basically go to the beach in China and look at a Taiwanese island. And so this video I was watching, they're like, you know, are they going to just straight up invade Taiwan? Just, you know, just, it's very hard. Basically, Russia has it easy because they're going across the land. They got a, they got a land border with Ukraine and you just put all your tank, you drive your tanks up to the border. And then when you want to attack, you just drive them right over the border. But China is going to have to do it with boats. And it's a lot harder to, I don't know, I guess attack a beach than it is to just drive your tank over a field. I mean, it makes sense to me. I don't know. I should go watch some old World War II movie and see why people got shot up so bad at D-Day and whatnot. But in any case, I guess this is what this guy is saying. Like, you don't have to attack Taiwan right off the bat. You could attack, like, this thing that's only six miles off the coast of China and has 150,000 150, Taiwanese people. And there's a bunch of other little islands that are close to China. So, you know, they don't have to attack the big island right off the bat. They could just start doing little ones kind of inching up and maybe trying to force Taiwan to give in or diplomacy or who knows what. So that's the history and the military and what's going on with the government. I mean, you know, sort of my best attempt at it. But let's talk about the chips. But first off, I like to say that I like to work with my hands. I like to weld. I like to work with steel the most, but also wood. And I buy a lot of my tools because tools are expensive at garage sales. And if I ever see a tool that says made in Taiwan, I'm like, sweet, because Taiwan makes good tools. I've got a floor standing drill press, you know, a drill press that's like six feet tall. The base is on the floor. It doesn't go on a workbench. It's a floor standing one, and it's made in Taiwan, and it's freaking awesome. And it's from like the 80s. But apparently, you know, I guess building tools and whatnot in the 80s set up Taiwan to learn how to do manufacturing and now they make computer chips. So the entire world is dependent on the computer chips made by Taiwan. They've got this company, it's called the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, TSMC. And so, you know, if I told you that America shipped all its chip jobs over to Taiwan, you wouldn't be surprised, right? I mean, I wouldn't be. Yeah, you know, we got rid of our good manufacturing jobs and sent them to some other country. But the thing is, is China, China doesn't, can't make their own chips either. So like every company, every country in the whole world is dependent basically on Taiwan and pretty much just dependent on this one company. And so making these chips is like nanotechnology, right? A nanometer, right? A billionth of a meter, very small stuff, high tech, blah, blah. And so how good your chip is, is, is how small the number of nanometers it is, I guess, whatever you're you're making your chip on a on a more nano nano nanotechnology scale anyways let's put it this way so currently 10 nano 10 nanometer chips is the best thing in the world and there's some you know i guess us china maybe india or some or japan like they can make 
they can make maybe 20 nanometer chips. But that's big. That's big. That's slow. That's old technology. It's stupid. And so the only place in the world that makes the 10 nanometer stuff is Taiwan. And if you heard about how you can't buy a new car, it's because there's a shortage. Taiwan is not currently able to make enough chips for whatever, again, because of COVID or blah, blah. And so, like, you know, if you can't get the chips from Taiwan, then the entire American auto industry has to stop. Just for instance, just to show you how important these chips are. You know, you probably can't buy a cell phone ever again. Like, if, Ta if Taiwan stopped making chips, it'd probably take, you know, two to five years for other countries to get their act in gear. And for two to five years, you couldn't buy a car, you couldn't buy a cell phone. I mean, basically, you couldn't buy any modern technology that requires a chip. And the federal government in America, and I'm sure China's doing the same, is trying to ramp up their own chip-making uh, facilities, and they're spending many millions of, many billions of dollars on it. I mean, we'll see how that goes. TSMC, the Taiwan company, is building a chip factory in Arizona. And it's a 10 nanometer chip factory, so that's good, except that by the time it's completed in Taiwan, they're going to be making 5 nanometer ones. So we'll, we'll already be old and slow and stupid by the time our factory opens. So, you know, what's the point of this? Basically, the entire world, and especially rich countries like America and China, are super dependent on these Taiwanese chips. So, it's going to be a little hard for China to attack them. And it's going to be a little hard for America to not defend them. And I should remind people, both China and America, we all got nukes. We can nuke the hell out of each other. Although we could really nuke China a lot worse than they can nuke us. Well, so there you go. There's some information about China and Taiwan. I mean, I think, I think what it comes down to is the same thing as like Putin. Everyone's like, Putin is not crazy enough to attack Ukraine. And then he attacks Ukraine. It's like, I think people are like, oh, General Xi, he's not crazy enough to attack Taiwan. And then, ooh. And so I forgot to say. So these chip plants, they cost like 10 to $20 billion a piece to build. And they take years to build. And Taiwan has 10 of them. And so if China wanted to take over, they'd have to try and take over without like destroying these 10 giant buildings. The only 10 giant buildings in the world that can currently make chips. So, it would be a tricky invasion. Um, didn't finish watching the video, so I'm just stealing more information. But D-Day is the largest amphibious assault in the history of humanity. It was 150,000 troops. And so, China would have to do something at least four times as big in attacking Taiwan. I guess here's what I'll predict. I'm sure we're already giving a ton of weapons to Taiwan. But after this Russia-Ukraine thing, we're going to really start arming those suckers. Here you go, a bunch of free weapons, free stuff, come and get it. So also, I was talking about how you got Japan, Taiwan, Philippines. One thing that's messed, that messes China up with that is it makes it hard for their nuclear subs with nuclear weapons to get out. So, you know, they would, you know China would like to take over Taiwan because that would kind of break this little border that we have built around them because uh, I think nuclear sub weapons are the best ones, right? You just... You just go park your sub right off of New York City and go, boom, can't be shot down. And then the other thing is, like, you know, this Ukraine-Russia thing, like, America go in there with their airplanes and just destroy Russia, like, you know, probably in 12 hours, just destroy every single tank and every single thing they got, right? But we can't do it because of the nukes. 
But I guess if we've decided we're willing to fight on behalf of Taiwan, American airplanes could go and just all the ships like heading over towards Taiwan, we'd just be like sitting duck, sitting duck, sitting duck, you know, and they have air, you know, China has a lot of airplanes, our airplanes are better. It'd be kind of fun. It'd be like a crazy video game. And hopefully they just don't send any nuclear missiles towards Southern Oregon. Twitter handle at anti-woke podcast. And thanks for listening.